Welcome to Calling Out with Susan Pinsky, a place where Susan can introduce to you psychics, clairvoyance, past lives, and paranormal experiences. Now, here's your host, Susan Pinsky. Okay, welcome to Calling Out with Susan Pinsky. I'm in the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem, Massachusetts, with none other than the one and only Christian Day. Thank you for joining me today here on Calling Out. Good afternoon, and uh, welcome to Salem, Massachusetts. I I am a newbie to this town, and I literally have dropped into Halloween, or just some kind of a spiritual mecca of of spookiness. It's just really kind of cool. I've been to Massachusetts many times. My son went to college here, but... This is a special place that is also historical. Salem is known historically for being a place where uh, witches have been executed in the past. But now we have Salem in 2015 because of Christian. Apparently that you, you were one of the original people who, who came to Salem or you, you were raised in Salem. Well, I was actually born in Beverly, which is one town north of Salem. So, And we moved, my mother and I, to Salem when I was three years old. So I grew up with all of this magic. And now my husband, Brian Kane, and I own two shops here, and we run events here. And, you know, we both have our shop in New Orleans where we live now. But, you know, we come up every October for Halloween season because this is the most magical time of the year in one of the most magical places on earth. Now, it, well, the story goes that you were raised here and that your father was a pharmacist. No, my grandfather was your a grandfather pharmacist. Your grandfather was a pharmacist. And he was in P- nearby Peabody, which is one town over. And pharmacists are sort of like witches. You know, they're always mixing and conjuring things. And really, witches were the first pharmacists, you know. And we here um, are here in Salem because... In 1692, 19 people were hanged and one person crushed under stones under the false accusation of witchcraft and a misunderstanding of what the word means. Witchcraft is not Satanism, it's not devil worship, it's not baby killing, but that's what the Puritans used the word witchcraft to represent. And so they falsely accused all these people trying to get land, trying to gain status, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And now 300 some odd years later, Witches are here because we feel that the trials are the perfect platform to explain, well, here we are, we're the real witches. The Puritans got it wrong. The witch hunters throughout Europe got it wrong. And so the real witches are here today to say, you know, you've been persecuting us for many centuries. We want to show you who we really are. We don't know whether the people in 1692 were witches or not, but we're here today to educate people and to let people know this is our magic, these are our ways. So how did you decide you were a witch or a warlock? Well, I think you it's not so much that you decide to become a, a witch or a warlock. You discover that magic within yourself. And I'd really like to introduce your, your partner. This is Brian Kane. Sorry. Okay. Hi, Hello. Brian. Thank you for joining. Hello, everyone. So maybe, maybe you can embellish on this a little bit. Um, well, becoming a witch, 
Um, I think, you know, Christian nailed it on the head. Um, you know, magic is something that is a part of you. And when you practice the craft, it weaves itself into every aspect of your life, both the mundane and the supernatural. And Salem just happens to be a place where, you know, the magic was spun out of tragedy. Mm -hmm. And it's become a mecca for witchcraft throughout the world. Um, I think there is a point in which somebody has to make the choice to be a witch. You know, it's just like you choose any other vocation or career. You, you, make, you take the courage to step outside of the norm, outside of convention. Um, sort of like the way that we dress, you know, it's like becoming something else. Well, you look like an otherworldly creature. You look like guys I know in Hollywood. <laughs> I think you do. You know, um, Christian does a class called, um, or he's done a class called Finding Your Inner Witch. And I think that you do find ways of expressing yourself. We all do it in our everyday life. Um, you know, being a witch is just about transforming. It's mm -hmm. about transforming the things around you, the world around you, and yourself. And we use magic to benefit people, to help, to heal, to counsel, and to see the future. So what kind of magic do you use? I use the magic of the world around me. You know, we use the magic of the moon and the stars, and we use the magic within, and we use the magic of the ancestors. Tonight at the Dumb Supper, that's what we will be doing, is we will be communing with those who have gone before us and reconnecting with them. Uh, witchcraft from the very beginning has been an ancestral faith. You know, we draw upon the magic of our ancestors who were all pagans and who believed in magic. Um, they're all witches, as Christian might like to prefer to say. Um, I hate the word <laughs> Do you have any clairvoyant ability or psychic mediumship ability? Or it might surprise you that everyone does. Uh, no, the it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is a, a witch learns how to harness that and taps into it. Some people do have an extra gift. You know, it's just like, you know, some people have a flair for art or some people have a flair for music that comes almost naturally, but everybody has to work at it. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to practice. And that's what we do. We take our latent abilities and we harness them and we use them to help others. Okay. And then, uh, Sandra Power is sitting next to you. She's also known as a a, a witch, I guess. I mean, yes. it's just so weird calling you a witch. It just, it, I don't know. It, nope. Does it have it? Just there's nothing weird about it. I've been calling myself a witch since I was 11 years old. So there's nothing weird about it for worse, me. But, there's you know, nothing. Well, it isn't a bad word. I mean, we've reclaimed it. You know, it's not an insult anymore. It's a it's a point of pride for us. So I don't mind being called a witch at all. Now, it's, what kind of what kind of powers or mediumship or whatever you may call it what do you use when you when well there's you a number of i mean there's a number of different ways that you can i guess there are a number of different tools that you can use to be psychic mm -hmm. i mean i think you, we, you have psychic ability and then you have your sort of preferred methods of working with your psychic ability um and so what you know it's much the way that a chef might choose different you know tools in the kitchen to cook different meals you know some things you're going to want to walk for and other things you're going to want you know a, a skillet and other things you're going to so it's just sort of like dealing with different things and i think when you're speaking with spirit you can have there's a number of different ways i know certain some witches feel like they hear it sort of almost like someone whispering right behind their ear whereas when i commune with spirit a lot of times I'm shown something on the screen of my mind I'm shown a snapshot or I'm shown a vision very quick vision and then I don't necessarily hear what I'm supposed to say I feel compelled to say something so I think it's different for different witches but I think we all sort of have our own methods of 
sort of processing that information that we receive either from the other side or from our higher selves, depending on how you view it. Well, basically, I think like Brian was saying, we all have psychic ability within us. We also all have magic. Magic is really the power of the mind, the heart, the soul. It's our inner power to manifest. And how we're connected. Right. I always say Oprah does witchcraft. They call it the secret. What is the secret? I mean, it's a little bit packaged for the masses, but the idea that you can picture something in your mind. All artists are psychic. They see the vision before they manifest it. And light carries information. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. Psychic information comes through light. We draw it in through the brain, through the, the pineal gland, what they call the third eye, and we process that information. You know, and so we work with these energies as witches because we've always done so. You know, and we work with all sorts of old gods, but as I like to say, you know, you, we, we're not taught as humans to recognize pure energy, so we decorate those things, and then they become our, our gods, our spirits, our saints. Now, what, now, what differentiates you between a psychic and a witch? Like, if most psychic <coughs> mediums or, you know, evidential mediums or or just mediums, they call themselves mediums, they, don't, they would never call themselves a witch, but is it... Well, I think difference because you use tarot cards or a Ouija board. I mean, witches invented witches invented all of these things. I mean, we were doing spirit contact long before the spiritualist church. We were doing communion of the saints or our beloved dead long before the Catholic Church. We Mm -hmm. go back to tribal shamanistic societies, you know, before they used the word witch, obviously. But Mm -hmm. that concept is what we are. I think the primary difference between what we often think of as a medium today and a witch is that a lot of mediums haven't necessarily embraced the power of sending energy outward, Mm -hmm. manifestation, Mm -hmm. you know, the secret. You know, they're sort of catching on to it now, but generally most psychics are a very passive sort. They're pulling in information. The difference with witchcraft is we're also sending energy out. It's the same energy. So you we're might be casting a hex or doing some a good hex, not necessarily. Well, I mean, you know, the idea of hexes, in. most witches pr- prefer not to do baneful magic unless it's in the name of justice. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a child molester or a serial killer in the community, the witches will get you. You know, you. eventually we will get you. And so, you <laughs> know, Facebook will. Well, well, we'll use that energy for justice. But, you know, you don't want to necessarily be hexing your boss just for the sake of it. I hope my employees are all listening. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> don't want to do that. But you can do that, though, maybe as a witch. Is it, most clairvoyants are very they're very loving. They don't want to do anything where they're fighting or causing any trouble. They just like to give messages. But, I mean, I am I picture a, a warlock or a witch maybe putting witch together. A, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, though, because I hire more psychics. We hire, Brian and I, more psychics than probably anyone else in New England and I can tell you, even the mediums can be catty. <laughs> I don't want to sit in here. I don't like her energy. Oh, no. You have no. When you manage a psychic fair Wait, for no, a I whole month, you, no. you tell me <laughs> they don't get catty and bitter. Okay, now we're getting the dirt. Let's get the dirt. I, I wanted to make one one point about, you know, what's the difference between, you know, uh, in operative witchcraft, you know, Christian really nailed the head in the fact that, you know, we work the magic. So we don't just see the future, we decide what to do with that future. And sometimes we might project to change it or to help someone else change their course if it's not a desirable outcome. 
However, witchcraft is is very broad and it's very very old, and you know for some people it also harnesses a great spiritual truth. They connect to the gods of their ancestors. They connect to their ancestors. So for many people, witchcraft is also a religion, and you know that is something that really divides it from something like just being psychic or mediumship. Right, it's yeah. more religious, the Wiccan religion. And I also want to say that witches are still human clairvoyants are still human they have right. all of the little foibles and you know character flaws that every other human does we don't think that we're better people because we're witches speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> i like um, these guys it i i caution you against saying like oh but all the clairvoyants i know are just loving caring people who just really want to help others it's like and they're just as capable of you know making mistakes or you know right, causing drama or, or you know whatever so it's like yep they're and they're just like everybody else and they're not necessarily more enlightened spiritually than anybody I that's you know i mean i we have good christian and i both and brian i'm sure too has good people in his family that are not witches they are either catholic or they're christian of some flavor and that doesn't make them not as spiritually enlightened it's their religious choices and those are still valid very valid choices for those people witchcraft is not for everyone it well, really is this is the other thing um in some cases they're worse and i'll tell you why that is because in in the metaphysical realities you are dealing with real forces and energies in the world and a lot of people who dabble whether there's oh, i'm going to be a psychic you know but they don't really understand the science of how psychic ability and magic work in conjunction and so they're just sort of i'm a natural medium but when you open to those forces without protection you're opening yourself up to a whole lot of something and I found a lot of times psychics can be often the most talented psychics are sometimes the craziest mm -hmm. and the most difficult to deal with. And they're the most diva-esque and they're the most crazy and the most reactionary because they have opened themselves up to all these forces. The same is true with witches. If a person dabbles in witchcraft without understanding the science of how it works and the strict structure, you know, whether it be, you know, Brian is more of a priest. I'm more of, you know, he calls the operative witch. I'm a hocus pocus cauldron stirrer and he's a high priest of the old gods and we sort of meet in the middle with our magic. But the core understanding between both of us is that to understand the workings of magic is to know how to do it responsibly. And if you don't do it responsibly, you're opening yourself up to things, you know? And so if you're a medium, you might be the most wonderful medium, but if you're not at least, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's in a witch context. You could be a Christian medium as well. I'm going to say my prayers, you know, to St. Michael, and I'm gonna call on the energies of protection. I might have some holy water, something to say, I protect myself from all, energies and forces that may come to do us harm because the f you know the spiritual world is not all love and light there are energies out there that aren't necessarily correct for what you're trying to do and as witches we're very conscious of the manipulation of that energy so a big part of that difference is you know that we are working both ways we are taking responsibility for that energy how things play out in the world and the information that we take in psychically, because remember something, the future is yours to determine. And so if you are part of creating that process, psychic ability becomes 
like a roadmap, not an absolute. If you told me tomorrow that I was going to get into my best friend's red convertible and we were going to die going off a cliff, you know, and my best friend shows up tomorrow with her new red convertible, well, honey, I ain't getting in the car. <laughs> so therefore, it has changed. We have that power. And, you know, so everyone has a little bit of a witch in them. You know, everyone has the potential to find that magic inside of themselves. Not everybody will become the same level of talent. You know, no amount of voice lessons will make Joe Cocker sound like Luciano Pavarotti, but he still made millions of records. We have that within us to discover, and each of us can have that. You know, that's what the secret's all about. And when we read for somebody, when we do a psychic reading as a witch, I think you have an you have another layer, and I think you were both Brian and Christian, sort of hinting at that that we are looking, you know, we're looking for um, you know challenges or obstacles that are going to arise. We're looking for opportunities, and we're trying to show our client, you know, here's here, oh go towards this, but avoid that, you know, and and we are taking that responsibility extremely seriously because we're really having an impact, you know, on their lives. And we're also, many in many cases, working, you know, magic with them in that moment when we're talking to them about it. We're helping them manifest something. We're lending our energy into that, that dream that they have, that hope that they have for themselves, for their lives. And that's a whole nother layer that the witch takes on. I mean, with, I read at Hex, which is Brian, owned by Brian and Christian, and there, um, only witches read there at that shop. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's part of that whole, part of the magic of that shop and that everything that goes on in that shop is, is very much from the moment you walk through the door, you can feel it. I so, see the people so all the time. So basically what you're saying is witches doesn't have a negative connotation. It's done in a way that you're helping other people. It can't. You can go into that dark side, which I'd be really interested to know where you have, you're able to stop at a certain level where you feel that you're, you're getting more into a negative energy and staying away from that. You know? Well, are you manipulating others or are you manipulating yourself? I, this, would, this would kind of be my point on that. It's, this, it's the same human ethic anyone would have. If I have a gun... What I do with that gun is what I do with that gun. If I point it at you for no reason and I pull the trigger, whether it's a firearm or a spell, I've done wrong. And I think that most people have an innate, innate um, you know, moral compass to know right from wrong. You know, human beings don't really need to be told what's right for wrong. You see a baby, you know how to treat it. You know, we have an instinct that tells us what's right and wrong. And um, no, I don't think that um, witches should be looked at a, at a negative light. Um, every person somewhere in their past is related to a witch. You will eventually, if you could trace it far enough back, which unfortunately we can't, eventually you're going to hit that pre-Christian part of your DNA, which actually probably exists a lot longer than Christianity, and you're going to be related to, you know, thousands of witches, whether they called themselves that or not. Well, I mean, here's the thing, too. I, I try to avoid, too, I mean, here's the thing. Your ethics are personal. They're your own. And each of us has our own upbringing. You know, one witch family, one group of witches, one lineage of witchcraft may have a different approach. You know, you find, I've met people who are Christian that have very little ethics or, or Catholic or, or, or any sort of religion. I mean, every religion has its murderers and its serial killers. And hopefully we like to think that that's a reflection on who they are and who they've chosen to be versus, you know, what... Uh, hold on. What? 
dark side where you kind of... Well, basically, what is... I mean, you look at the... I'm very careful about the language of these things. You know, when you refer to evil as darkness or black, mm -hmm. you know, that's contributed to a lot of uh, racist ideals. Mm -hmm. You know, when did black become an evil thing? When did dark become an evil thing? And even the word negative I'm careful about. You know, witches will often ask to protect themselves from all forces, negative or positive. Right. And what does that mean exactly? Well, okay, let's look at this. A weight loss spell, that's negative magic. You're taking something away. Now, really great for Mama Cass, not so great for Karen Carpenter. So, you know, the type of... <laughs> huh? But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? A weight loss spell is going to be great for someone that needs to lose weight. It's not so great for someone that doesn't. And so... You know, you look at magic, you don't want to boil it down so basically, well, the negative, you, you fall into these traps. I like to use the term incorrect or harmful or, you know, benevolent or beneficial in some way because energy is not really evil or good so much as misplaced. You know, our anger is often misplaced. Our emotions are misplaced. Our behaviors are often misplaced. And if we learn how to get on the right road, I believe sometimes even the worst of people can make something of who they are. You know, they can rehabilitate themselves. <laughs> I feel pardon the pun. Um, to become a better person. And so, you know, they have that choice and that power. And witchcraft helps with that. The whole idea of witchcraft is about taking control of your inner self and taking control of how you interact with the world around you. And, you know, in a way, I do think we, you know, which is metal, we do manipulate. I mean, all magic is manipulative in some way or another. But, well, but you, what you want to do is, is, so it's not so much, I think we don't manipulate, you know, some witches that we don't manipulate. I think we do so with respect. You know, when we're meddling, when we're doing our little thing, we're trying to do so in a way that works in balance with the energies of the world. We are a nature religion. So being a nature religion, it doesn't mean we're never destructive. It simply means that that destructiveness is meant to be in balance with nature. I also want to chime in and just say, people will come in the shop and say, well, do you use white magic? I only want to use, are any of these products white magic? I don't want to use black magic. Magic isn't black or white. And I, I explain to them, I say, look, you can take a hammer and you can build someone a house with it. You can take that same hammer and bash someone right in the head with it. Is that an evil hammer or a good hammer? Is it a white hammer or a black hammer? Magic is the hammer. It just is what it is. I sense a subtext on gun rights here. Well, every... Every tool is a weapon if you hold it right. That's Ani DeFranco, and that's the truth. So it's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a power, and that's why people are afraid of it, because it's a power, and they don't necessarily understand it. But it's not just, it's not like it's any one color, or any one, like, it, you can't say, this is just a white magic spell. Now go home and work this spell, and it's only white magic. It's, that's way oversimplifying. It just doesn't work. It's not like that. Well, I, sometimes do you feel like you're a psychotherapist on some level where you're, you know, you're oh, literally, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that I've gone to psychic mediums for help many times and it, it's actually, <laughs> it, it feels a lot job. better than going to therapy. You get your money's worth a lot faster, but I'm not saying that therapy's not a good thing, but um, you, it, it just seems like giving advice and help and using 
your religious beliefs and how you look at energy and, and we're, we're spiritual counselors and death you know absolutely it, and, and not being afraid of that and just using it to live a more prosperous life sometimes it's just like being somebody's therapist sitting and listening to them helping them work through their details that's part of the vocation of the priestess or the priest that's part of what we do is ministering to our people and our people aren't just other witches they're people from all religions come in and they all you know seek our advice and our and our not just advice like throw some tarot cards and give me some advice but like legitimately on a like meeting of the minds level you know they they're looking for help and we're who they seek out i also think therapy can be a very important balance with magic because you know if you're going to be dealing with actual demons or you know spiritual energies i i don't believe in you know satanic demons but there are energies out there that are a little less than favorable and if you ain't dealing with your own demons how do you expect to be able to deal with those energies and forces you see out there in the world i think it's incredibly important <laughs> christian certainly has a demon or two and i've had to up my exorcism skills um, I definitely think that you know um, shamans, yeah, which were the you know predecessors to witches, basically, um, they were the first doctors, they were the first counselors, they were the first judges, they were the first everything. Um, witchcraft has its basis not only in psychology but science and religion. So we're kind of a complex box of crayons, <laughs> and that's it's a way of life. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear more, go to callingoutwithsusanpinsky.com and click on the Amazon link. Bookmark it and use it to do all your Amazon shopping. It costs you nothing extra and will help Susan keep this podcast going. Okay, everyone, we're back. I am now sitting in a restaurant in Salem, Massachusetts with... One of my favorite clairvoyant mediums, Khalees Simone. Hi, Khalees. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Uh, we had a wonderful 24 hours in Salem, but I'm also here with Michelle Poe. She w was with me last night. We met Christian Day and his entourage at the Hawthorne Hotel at the Dumb Supper. It was quite an experience. Have you ever been? I've never been to the Dumb Supper. They also do a morning tea earlier in the day where you dress in black and you mourn your loved ones that have been lost. Okay. And usually I'm doing readings on that day as I was yesterday. So I didn't get to go, but tell me, how was your experience? Okay, so basically we were, we were all given the opportunity to try to get in touch with a loved one. We were at a dinner and we were all led in to go to the altar and leave a, leave something on the altar. And they asked me who I wanted to be in touch with. And I said, Marilyn Monroe, of course. Wonderful. Uh, one of my favorite totem animal spirits. Um, and they said, She's hey, your spirit guide, correct? Hey, that's a great one. I said, of course it is. I only picked the greats. But she, so anyways, we were led in to dinner. We sat down. Michelle and I were completely oblivious to what was coming. And there were, <laughs> everybody was very solemn. We were not allowed to speak for the entire dinner. That's what I understand. Which is impossible. It's impossible for me and Michelle to not speak at all at any time of the day. Like, that's all we do is talk all day. <laughs> oh, no. So so we sat down and oh, no. and they and they give, they well, first of all, you make sure Two you Two lady friends on holiday away from their 
families yeah, on vacation yeah. and they're not allowed to speak with plenty of alcohol. Oh, yeah. So anyways, we made sure we were drunk before we got in there. And we brought in our wine and sat down, had dessert first. Dessert came out first. Really? With coffee. And then you go backwards. And then you have your main course. And then you have your soup. And then you have... Wow, anyways, that's we, so well, interesting. And, and what I couldn't figure out was what they were going to be doing when we went in there. So, okay. So the witches came in. Oh, I think I'm following now. Okay, go on. I the think witches I know came in say. and they yeah. kind of danced around a little bit. And I... I still don't get what witches do yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. And I have, that's my question to you because they they circled around the table and they all sat down and then they brought out the, the expensive champagne and then they would serve them first and then they would serve us. Right. And we all just sat there and ate in silence and just listened to really, really, really sad music. <laughs> that doesn't sound too fun. I mean, they were like, it was like every song you would hear after someone you knew that you love died if you heard it it would just make you break into tears so for like an hour we sat in silence listening to really sad music and it kind of reminded me of like you know around the holidays when you're doing like the Christmas tree and you're by yourself and you get too drunk and then you lay down on the floor and you start crying to music or something I totally get that everybody's done that once absolutely everybody's done that I said shit I don't need to pay 95 bucks to do that (laughs) I can do that at home in the in the privacy of my own home (laughs) (laughs) how many people were there was it a a room of like a lot of people that were silent or is it just like there were probably there were probably 30 people in there wow maybe 40 people 50 i don't know anyways i'm not bashing the whole experience it was it was spiritual on some level because some people would hear a song and then they'd break down in tears and they'd start hugging each other and crying. Well, you know, maybe they started to feel their loved ones coming through with certain music because music can be a sign from spirit. But that's very disturbing if you're already quiet and, you know, like in the moment and not really sure what's going on. It wasn't affecting me whatsoever. Like, I wasn't blown away by it. Like, right. if I, I mean, I've met a lot of really amazing clairvoyant mediums and my job is to show their techniques and what they do to connect with spirit right this had uh, uh, i had to leave before my soup came because i was literally like i can't sit here and do this anymore because i'm not the dessert i'm not mourning at the loss of anybody recently but it did make me think about people who are going to die like my parents and stuff and it made me super sad right i was like i can't you know, right? We I mean, we were invited as guests, and we were really, really fortunate to get to come and experience it. But it it was sort of an interesting circle. And my question was because yes. we had spoken with Christian, the other two witches that Ryan were there, and Sandra. Yes, yep. they were. Um, they're very clear about how, as witches, they are not like psychic mediums, but they basically. They conjure up meaning and they project into the future and they make, they they do things, they help people deal with their daily life experiences, sort of like a therapist would or whatnot. I guess you could say that. I mean, the way I see it is that witches and the occult, paganism, warlocks, it's a religion. So when they do the rituals and they honor the dead and, you know, they honor different days of the year, it's kind of like a religious ceremony, as it would be if you went to a church or a cathedral and you sat around and you saw people doing stuff at the front, you'd say, well, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just sitting here. I'm watching. I'm observing. And, you know, you're kind of just experiencing the experience. Okay. (laughs) Um, Now, in terms of what they do spiritually, I understand they do things like spell 
spells and clearings um, it's a lot of invoking energy moving energy around you know on the darker side you can get involved in in more of the occult and I'm, I actually I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't know specifically how those spells work but you know the like you see in TV with the, the voodoo dolls and all that I don't, I don't even know if it's that but I know there's a darker side to it and I know there's a lighter side to it and the intention of at least the people I know in that world is always to help to guide people through certain things and to help manifest in your life something that you're looking for and I could see them doing that they literally were helping people a lot of feel symbolism sorrow as well. and work through their mourning process or or whatever it was that they were there to experience but I I just didn't feel the same experience that I do when I get to speak with psychic mediums and I know they're different and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the difference you know I understand yeah and I can see how they're not understood as well because you just really don't you don't feel the effect but you might psychologically you might feel the effect I, I feel that their work centers more around traditions and rituals mm -hmm. whereas the work that a psychic medium does or at least in my realm it's it's not really so much about why or when it's just about the moment and the connection and so in some ways that's more relatable to people because they haven't grown up around you know keys symbolizing the new start you know we with this modern day clairvoyance and modern day mediumship we try to keep it very tangible and very accessible because mm -hmm. for us that's what it is you know I consider myself a really normal person I've got a background working on Wall Street you know I'm 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 not faffy right in but any way. you have to prove yourself on a regular basis like right. you have you have to bring through a name or something that relates to people and you're constantly trying to clarify that to your people right but the I I didn't I don't know I didn't get the witch thing I maybe we could do a reading with a witch today where you could experience how they do their readings because I know they use a lot of tools like bones and runes and tarot cards things like that uh -huh. a lot of the messages they get are quite similar it's just a different form of divination some of them do connect to the dead in in a different way well maybe it's we can but I don't we'll have to go maybe, maybe we can maybe we can but I, just, I guess I just want I don't I just want to honor the fact that they do still do readings but it's just a very different more traditional way than the the clairvoyance Have you ever had a reading that was really mind-boggling for you? With a witch? Yes. I actually haven't had a personal reading by a witch. Well, they have to be I've willing to record it, I've seen it them though. do witches. I, I mean, sorry, I've seen witches do readings. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always very exciting to watch because of all the tools they use and the right, way they do it. Right, But is that all bells and whistles and smoke and Depends on how you look. Mirrors I mean, and you could say that. You could say that, but at I the mean, same time, I mean, you can wave them, your arms up in the air and you make me feel like my my dead grandma's here, but it just doesn't. But to them, that's their ritual, you know. So I, I can't judge and say, well, yeah, that's bells and whistles. No, and I believe them, it. I mean, everybody has it. their belief system and what they um, want to do, but I don't have. I don't. I don't do that. I mean, I'll use cards if people want to use cards when I'm in Salem, because I know people that come to Salem really want to see me use cards, so I'll do it. But for me, I can do a straight clairvoyance medium reading, no tools, if you know, if I'm allowed. That's what I would prefer. It's easier for me. <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun with Christian and his group, and we were uh, very highly entertained. Unfortunately for Michelle and myself, we couldn't keep our mouth shut for the entire time. We had to leave a little bit early, but but we did get a chance. Was that to by choice that you left yeah, a little bit? We, oh, okay. I mean, they said, but you know, if it was too much for you to take or whatever, but it was it was really morose <laughs> in there. Everybody was, everybody was in tears, the entire room. It's an intense, you feel emotions, you know, right. you're clairsentient as well, so it can be right. overwhelming. And then we just couldn't stop communicating like we couldn't shut yeah. each other up so and 
Michelle took the took the fall and said she had to leave and it was do understand the purpose of it and I don't think there's anything wrong with it but it's better to know what you're getting into right well I appreciate the fact you tried it I think that was that was a great effort no and they were very gracious to invite us and let us experience it and and Michelle said the the sweet potatoes were phenomenal awesome so yeah so nothing like a good sweet potato we got some food out of it it was fine so we're gonna have our lunch now and then we're gonna go find maybe a witch reading and see if we can set something up you're listening to Calling Out with Susan Pinsky. And uh, here, we're in the middle of the street, so we're going to not get hit by a car and then be the ones that are on this podcast later. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jaunt over to the Hawthorne Hotel, which we have heard has... But if we sneak into the fourth floor, there's a Ghost bit of activity going yeah. on. Yeah, and so... <laughs> um, but we're not, we, we thought we'd intro it now just because we're really not supposed to go in there and do this. Had ni- a nice tour of the curio shop. We'll head back over and get a psychic reading afterwards by a witch, an actual. I believe he's a fourth generation Salem warlock, if and that's he, the correct. His name is Nicholas Hawthorne, <laughs> and he's a descendant of the Hawthorne Hotel, or he just happens to have the same last no, name? No, I think um, he was a descendant of the author with the last name Hawthorne. See, this is where my Australianness comes out, and I'm a terrible person to ask about history. <laughs> but it's it's whoever the author was that Wait, had the last name Australians Hawthorne. You're saying Australians don't know history? Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, thank you. Um, <laughs> see, that's why I need prompts. Um, Australians do, but um, not no, so much about American history. I I'll cut that out. <laughs> Are we close? Yes, it's right here, the green awnings. Okay, there it is. Okay, so we are in the elevator at the Hawthorne Hotel. We're about to enter the fourth floor. This is Kali Simone. And I've been told the fourth floor is haunted. And there's a few rituals that you should do when you before you enter a haunted area. The first thing that you have to do is to knock on the, on the wall and send a message to spirit. So I'm just going to knock on the wall really quietly. Ask the spirits if it's okay for us to enter. And I just heard a yes, it is. Okay, so I just heard a yes come on through. Um, I feel like we need to go down to the right. So, Susan, are you with me? I'm with you. Okay, let's do this. Okay. okay. I feel. Okay. Around the corner. Housekeeping, we're technically not supposed to be here, but we're doing a bit of an unofficial ghost hunt. The first thing I feel when I'm here is a pain on the right side of my head. So I don't know if this woman passed of a head injury, but I keep getting a pain on the right side of my head at the top. So it would be interesting to see what actually went on here. I do also start to feel a cramping in my chest, um, which is all clairsentient. So there may have also been something with a breathing problem before this lady passed. Um, I understand. I don't know if you can hear the bell or that ringing sound. Yeah. Air conditioning air conditioning but I understand that there's rooms right at the end of the corridor that have been blocked off Mm -hmm. and apparently you can hear voices talking so maybe we should go down that way and just see what we can hear oh damn we've got to get past housekeeping okay let's do it alright we're just going to walk down to the window we're just going to walk down to the window down here maybe we'll go down the other way okay okay (laughs) 
Boy, people are slobs, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> like any hotel. I have to say that the further we go down this corridor, the more the pain in my head increases. So, so I'd be really interested to know what happened here or the lady that's meant to be here, how she passed. Because I've got, okay, now here, now we're in the middle of the corridor. Uh -huh. Now I've got like a cramping in my chest. Oh, really? So it went from a pain in my head to a cramping in my chest. So I'm not sure what this woman passed of or what her condition was, but I just feel like I've got a combination of things going on around here. So we're in front of room 417 and 418? Yeah, and between? that's where it st I start to get like cramping in my chest. Oh. The woman's on the sixth floor? Yeah. All right, let's go up to the sixth floor and have another walk around. I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit just to pick up ambient noises. True, because they could come through the machine. What, just see what we can find out. Let's head up to the sixth floor because apparently there's energy up there as well. We'll just see. Maybe maybe the fourth floor is... Uh, okay, and as I was instructed very carefully, we're going to leave... In a tr oh, are we backwards? <laughs> yeah, we have to leave backwards so that they don't follow us. Let's have some creaky noises. Okay, we're walking backwards into the elevator. Oh, and Kalise just wiped off the mic on her skirt. So if you're wanting, no, to I was doing a spin. Sorry, I hope you didn't pick that up. <laughs> I was told that you had to walk backwards and then do a spin around. It's like some All kind right, of Celtic well, give me tradition. The mic next time, because. Sorry, I didn't know that that That's touched. That's okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to enter into the sixth floor now, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to knock on the wall, and I really, I'm kind of scared, to be honest, because it feels really creepy being in here. But let's have a look. All right, you ready? I mean, it feels old. It feels like there's been a lot of people here, but I'm not seeing anything right now. I'm not seeing any... <laughs> that was creepy. Okay, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Um, I'm sending out the intention to invite spirits to communicate if they wanted to, if they felt it was necessary. But as we walk around, I'm still... Yeah, this floor doesn't help. I don't help know. Me. The fourth floor felt way more creepy to me. And I'm not feeling anything in my body at the moment. Um, we're just walking down to the other end of the hall just to check. I feel like there's a channel of energy moving up and down this corridor, kind of like back and forth. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is where people have seen her being paced, like pacing back and forth and back and forth. And to be honest, I wonder if it's more just um, a buildup of energy of her, of a woman that might have lived here and paced back and forth. Because if it was spirit occupied, I'm, I'm feeling if we sat here long enough, there might be some communication or some kind of movement. Um, I but can I feel hear more people like in the room talking. Yeah, but that might be live people. But I can hear that too. So you're not picking up on their energy? Okay. Yeah, they're on the right. That, that to me just feels like it's a grounded energy. It feels like it's physical people. But I, in this corridor, I feel like a back and forth movement of energy. Oh. And cool. I feel like a cramping in my stomach. So I don't know if... The interesting part about this place is that there's a bit of a vortex here because we like the layout of the hotel is so closed off. Mm -hmm. um, it almost creates like a bit of a vortex of energy. Like if you look long enough, you can sort of see the energy getting thicker down that end. It doesn't flow. Like in a lot of hotels these days, energy kind of flows around. Uh -huh. Whereas this one, it's just very stagnant right there at the end. Wouldn't it be great if that door just flew open <laughs> and the wind came in and... Our hair blew back and a bunch of leaves flew into the building. And a, and a 
black raven landed in the middle of the carpet and then we just started screaming <laughs> you know what maybe subconsciously i'm wishing that wouldn't happen maybe that's why nothing's happened right now <laughs> Sorry, um, that's what i'm imagining so far so good i mean may they rest in peace i guess i can hear some lady chatting in there yeah, that Having feels like it's her, conversation. her normal conversation. <laughs> okay, well, that um, was fun. Well, we tried. Well, we'll just keep it on and see if anything else hits you on the way out. Uh, actually, I feel like I just want to go down there a sec again. Okay, one sec. I know we have a dude down here, but... I feel like there's something around this corner. Hold on. Someone chatting. I can hear someone chatting to me. Um, I, f I feel this person spiritually and energetically to the left of me right now. Um, and I'm seeing someone with whispery, wiry gray hair to here. I don't feel this was the nicest person. Yes, just put it like on the neck. And I, I do feel this person had a bit of a temper or was a little bit... Um, weird in the way she would come across emotionally and i feel like i'm very angry with this person i'm seeing bony wiry fingers this is definitely not your mother susan <laughs> this is definitely not your yeah. mother no, my um, but i'm feeling bo bony wiry fingers and i feel like she's saying so why are you here why are you here um and I don't feel scared of her, but I do feel that she's got quite a harshness to her personality. She's probably about two or three inches taller than me, and I'm about five, three, five, four. Mm -hmm. So she feels like she's a little bit taller than me. Um, and I also feel like she's got round, piercing eyes as well. Um, There's somebody in that room, 622, Okay, speaking right now. So I wonder if she's connected with that person it could be but i feel that she's older from an older generation mm -hmm. just because of the way her skin is and the way her hair is it just feels like she's older like turn of the century oh, wow. kind of situation i'm seeing a skirt with a petticoat with about two inches of lace at the bottom and it goes down to the floor um and i feel like she was either a keeper or a maid it's like she's got this presence about her like she's guarding the area or um some kind of I don't know if she's the manager or if she's just the keeper of the floor but she's just kind of standing there looking around and saying why are you here and what would you like to know but I get very it, the biggest thing with her is these bony fingers really and I keep seeing these strong arms these skinny arms and these bony fingers okay let me ask her here I do feel that um, that she kind of. I'm asking her like, "What? what show me your last moments." And she's showing me collapsing. Um, so she might have just gotten very, very weak in her older age. But I just see her knees buckling and her collapsing. Um, and I, I feel that she was probably in her fifties or sixties when she passed. She doesn't look old, old when she. Um, let me let me talk to her for one second. Say something. Hold on. I just heard I've been here all morning waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like she has a bit of a sense of humor. Did she she get drunk at the bar with us last night? No, I feel that she stays here and her energy hangs around here. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's a, there's a connection to her and it's almost like we are in her place. Um, almost like she's chaperoning us here. Oh, in front of room 620. Okay, so I'm still with this woman. Her energy's still here. Um, again, it's, it's like I have to talk about the fact she's got this skinny face, this grey hair, her hair's a little wiry, it's kind of out of place. And I feel the top of the head with her too, so oh, I don't know if she had a brain. Yeah, maybe it's connecting back to what we felt before because I'm getting something at the top right hand of my head. 
And I do feel she was alone. I don't see family around her. I don't see friends around her. I feel that she was by herself, mm -hmm. um, that she was like either a spin spinster, is that the word? Like an old maid mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and that she was very much connected to the hotel and that was part of her identity. I'm seeing a key. I don't know if it's attached to her belt or if it's in her pocket, but I feel like it's on my hip. And there's a key on my hip. And She must like this maid that keeps walking by. <laughs> she's... she's she must be here. She must have worked here. Maybe she was over May, there. She, she either worked here as like, uh, I don't know, like I keep saying the keeper of the floor and it's, it's such a weird phrase, but that's kind of the only way I can explain it. Right. Like this is her domain and this is her area. Um, it, she's she's a, a skinnier woman. Um, and I just feel she's the kind of woman that would slap you across the wrist as the ruler if you can did you something wrong. Can you ask her to go down the hall a little bit? Yeah, let's do this. Let's move. We're going to take a few steps So do, do you get any names or any... Okay, let me ask her here. It is kind of creepy when you when you talk to somebody because I can actually tell that you're communicating in the way you you feel it. It's like I, I feel like I want to. Um, let me ask her. It, there's something older about the name. Like it's thank you. She's going right into my ear now. Like I'm. Ray, Gray, Jenny. I don't know. It just feels like there's a there's a just sound and then some vowels afterwards. I know that's not too descriptive, but it just kind of feels like something of that nature. An older generation name that you can't figure out. Right, and I feel like I need to cough or clear my throat. Um, so she might have had some kind of breathing trouble, but she would have kept it in. You know, she's all about the manners and the presentation here. And I feel that she's calling after people that she knows. She's saying Harriet, and she's saying all these different names of people, but I know these aren't her names. Oh, I am also seeing um, like a gold coin with her. I don't know if she wore this on a necklace or if it was on a ring, but I'm seeing it's about the size of a penny, and it's a gold coin. Okay. So if we could find a photo of this lady, I'd love to know if, if any of this resonates. Um, I just feel like I'm, I'm stern and I'm panicky. So like she was a stern woman and she was panicking to try and get everything ready because the people are coming. That's what she's saying. She's like trying to get the sheets ready because the people are coming. The people are coming. And I need to make sure everything's <laughs> Sounds ready. Sounds like she was a chambermaid. It's <laughs> kind of what it feels like. Or maybe like. she was the owner of the, of the hotel originally. You never know. It feels like if she was a chambermaid, she was the head. Yeah. The head chambermaid. Because I'm seeing her pulling the sheets really, really tight to make like a sharp corner. Oh, wow. Um, okay, anything else we need to know? Here? Somebody took her job very seriously here. She hasn't left. Okay. And she's just asking us to go on our way now. She's saying, go on your way, go on your way. Um, the police so are coming. We're going to get arrested for coming <laughs> out on this floor. And doing she this. just keeps saying, go on your way, and now okay. she's kind of giving me a bit of a push she's here. She's pushing on the back so, of the um, head. We're going to figure out who this is. Yeah. Maybe, so we can, maybe we can research it and see. I'm just going to thank you, you very much. I'm just going to thank her very yeah, much for having us. Okay, we're going to thank. Um, and I don't know about you, but my body temperature just went through the roof, and I was freezing when we came in here. So I've got the sweats right now, so I feel like it's time to skedaddle. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thanks for having us on your floor. Thank you, Dolly. I guess there's more people coming in. So somebody just came down the hall with a huge rack and a bunch of stuff on it to go to the end of the the floor so all right so we'll she's uh, saying go 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 and she keeps shoving me <laughs> i she's think we're gonna get in she's trouble pushing me out of here <laughs> she's pushing bye-bye bye-bye <laughs> okay Thank you. We'll, we'll tuck this away
See, like you were supposed to come earlier. You were supposed to come earlier. Why are you here now? Oh, sorry. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, I'm turning this on. All right. Okay. We made it out of the building. We're now outside in the little park with the fairgrounds and we're gonna sit over here on this red bench. And I, we all got a little spooked in there. We ran out of the building like a couple of little teenagers. Wait, I gotta turn this down, hold on. Go ahead, Khalif. Okay, I just have to say that I feel really dizzy leaving there. I feel like my energy's just been sapped quite a lot. It, that, that, I, I didn't realize at the time, but that was actually a stronger connection than I felt it was. Um, because as soon as we got out of that elevator, I sort of felt like I needed to hold on to the wall. And it wasn't just because we were spinning around three or four times in Celtic tradition to leave the property. <laughs> but it was it was mainly just because there was a lot of energy with that woman. And just being on that floor, it, you know, as I said, you could see the haze. You could see the waves of energy in the, in the air. It's insane. Like the feeling. I, I don't know how people sleep there. If you have suggestions for a guest, a medium, or a show, email us at callingoutatdrdrew.com. Susan and her guests would love to talk to you. And don't forget to tell all your friends to visit us at callingoutwithsusanpinsky.com. She walks up and down the hallways, and I think it's 4, 428, she opens the door and stares in at people, and then closes the door. That's the only one I know about. <laughs> and then the phone ringing happens in 415. Did you ever get any names? Like, did anybody ever say who it might be, or what she looked like? No. There's all these stories, and I don't know if they're true or not, about somebody dying in the elevator, and like, there's all, but we don't know. Yeah. You know? This area, the Great Fire killed a lot of people. I mean, burnt down. 18, 18 blocks of houses. So, this area is actually where they stash the bodies too. This, where this building lies, is where they would bring all the bodies and the remains of anybody that died during the Great Fire. And the worst part is, the former fire chief before the Great Fire said, "I guarantee you, within two years, this place is going to burn down because you are not up to code and you can prevent this by doing such and such." And nobody did it. And. Um, right the day that it happened or a week before it happened or something I forget how many people like 15 20 people had a uh, saw an apparition of uh, Martha Corey Giles Corey's wife the one that was pressed to death um, floating around with only half of her body and that's what they believe the omen is when something happens really bad in Salem is people start seeing Martha Corey floating around so if we see Martha Corey it's time to run to the it's house. time to get out of here yeah, yeah. More That's kind of cool. <laughs> Can we get a photo of her? Oh, you should oh, go over yeah, to the Pikmin house. Where the Pikmin house is. Which one is that? That's the house right next to the um, the cemetery, yeah. the Red House. The guy that had that in the 70s dipped his whole family in wax and set them on fire. It's really freaking crazy. It's really weird, but he was a candle maker and he put them in paraffin and then set them on fire. That's the... There's people, the cool pe days, pe huh? pe pe and that was the 70s, 1970s. People see images of her, uh, of one of the women, there's candles always burning in there. That place has not been occupied since then. It is a state-owned thing, and they put, like, oh, files that we don't need, and they store it all in there. You can see a candle burning, and I've seen it twice. 
a candle burning in the window up in the top. That's the house that's on the same grounds as the cemetery? Yeah. Well, where the cemetery is, so where, where the, um, the, the house is actually gone. They, they, they picked up the foundation, and where the witch trial memorial is, is where the house used to sit. They moved it forward with the foundation and rebuilt the house. Because there is a house on that block. But is yeah, that, it yeah. is. That so red it house. That house. It's that red house where that where the guy burnt his family. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Mary, what was her last name? Hey, screws too. Corey. Like Giles Corey. It was Giles Corey's wife. Martha Corey. Martha Corey. Okay. That's right. What did I say, Mary? Yeah. Oh, she, she connected with somebody with a G name, a J, a J or a G name, and an old lady with like scraggly hair. <laughs> And these fingers, like these bony fingers, I just kept seeing these bony Like arthritic. Yeah, and I just felt like she did something at the hotel, like she was either a housekeeper. So, um, yeah, and then she mentioned a Harriet. She yelled out Harriet. Well, there was a myth a long time ago that has, I think, been disproven as far as I know that the Underground Railroad ran through uh, here as well. That's what I was just going to say. Maybe it has something to do with Harriet Tubman. We have tons of tunnels underneath Salem, but it was really for pirates. They used to do rum running. This city was a huge... If it wasn't for Laurie Cabot bringing the city back in the 70s and 80s, this city would have been a slum. It was absolutely disgusting. Hello, my name is Nicholas Hawthorne. I am a reader here at Omen, and a, I am a witch from Salem. All right, so before we start, what I tell everyone we're going to look, look at today is potential and possibility. There's only two things in life that are set in stone. Do you know what those are? Life, uh, birth and death. Death no, and taxes. No, death and taxes, yeah. <laughs> Everything else is up to you. So if any of the cards look uncomfortable or scary, it doesn't mean this is definitely going to happen. It just means the potential is there, but you have the power to um, change it. Um, is there any area you'd like to focus on? Relationships, career, anything in particular? No, I'll just let you go. All right, we'll shuffle the cards for me and where you like. Cards, yes I am. These are big. My hands are not that big. They actually come bigger than that. <laughs> Those are mediums. <laughs> and there's a medium right there. <laughs> of course they're medium cards. All right, now with your left hand, cut the deck into three piles. My left hand? Correct, that's your psychic hands. That is my psychic hand. Hand of the subconscious. Oh, the Knight of Wands. Knight of Wands reversed. What does that mean? We'll tell you in a minute. Um, now you need to choose ten cards with your left hand and your eyes closed. With my hand. All right, so the very first card you're getting, which we call the Significator, which is kind of what the universe wants to talk about first, is the Knight of Wands. Now, Wands is the suit that rules over communication. It rules over the intellect and the mind. So this has something to do with your husband. Your husband is Dr. Phil, I just heard, right? Oh. God, I wish. <laughs> no, he's Dr. Drew, actually. Dr. Drew, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this was very sudden. I should have said yes, yes. and then he wouldn't yes. be able to. This okay. was very sudden. I just heard about this a few minutes ago. So um, this is obviously about your husband, Dr. Drew. Um, the knight is generally in a ladies' reading. It symbolizes a gentleman, and this is you and he sort of doing this gig together. Well, um, he is the knight of wands, I must say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you couldn't have picked a better card there you go that's he's he's a passionate passionate man yes very passionate about what he does this is definitely about career and it is about um <laughs> the things that he is he's into intellectually um Absolutely. and cerebrally 
Um, now the card representing you is the star. You are definitely in a very happy place in your life uh, around your relationship and um, what you're doing right now. The star card is about the sky's the limit, it's infinite potential, it's general all-around happiness. It's also hope. Um, so between the two of you, you make a really good working team. And this project of yours, yes. um, it's definitely something that's growing. You're getting more and more people hearing your podcast and it's definitely something that has a lot of infinite potential. Um, so you're doing a good job, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. And I haven't heard it yet, but I will definitely listen to it. Oh, good. His now, eyes lit up. That's a good thing. The Three of Wands, um, this is definitely, as you can see from the card, this is looking towards the future with hope. So there's a lot of sense of, um, I'm getting psychically, there was, you were in a much different um, sort of career before you started doing this. Yes. Uh, you're in the medical industry somehow? Uh, no, I, oh. I was not in this industry. It was something very, very different. Uh, yeah, I was a mother of triplets. Okay. Well, this the three of wands might be a, a an good indicator, indicator yeah. of that. Um, I was getting a, wrong, a very strong caregiving vibe for me. That's why I asked about the medicine. Yeah, I, I'm not in medicine, but yeah. I do. I Definitely understand. a caregiver. Yeah. With three, with three triplets. Oh yeah, that was that was a science project. Um. So there's the three again. This is the three of swords, and this card can have a lot of different meanings. Oh boy, um, I'm getting all these. Are there a lot of cards with threes in them? Yes. No. So, really? well, wow. this was one in each suit. Um, but the three of swords, um, this is a little tricky. Um, is this is this your second relationship? No. So your very first. Okay. So we're going to read the three swords as um, the triplets. Um, definitely the, the things that have given you uh, care. <laughs> the most heartbreak? Is that what you're showing me? It's, a, it's actually a card with a, a heart on it with three swords going through it. So, yes, they have put daggers in my hearts. No, I <laughs> Um, uh, this card, the Eight of Pentacles. Pentacles is the suit that rules over money, finance, and career. Um, so definitely this um, avocation, which is um, what you we're doing right now, is becoming a vocation for you, or it properly already is. Um, okay. Because yes, this it is, is somebody, this is a craftsman at his bench, this is somebody doing their job, doing it well, and definitely having a sense um, of, en of enjoying what they're doing, and success around it. This is a card of success. So, Well, good, because I'm working really, really hard to, to change my career and make money and work diligently in the industry my I work with my husband so right, we're, right. we're we're trying to build that this is a joint venture uh, absolutely I'm still worried about this heart one up here <laughs> it's looming over oh. there's an old there's an old saying the cards can guide but we must decide right that's um, true this also if you, since you're since you're dwelling on that um, have you have you had any loss recently a loss of a friend a loss of a loved one no Okay. Well, it's not that then. Now, at the base of the reading, we have the Knight of Cups. And when a lady gets a knight in her reading, the way my mother taught me how to read, was that a gentleman, if he's upright, it means he's riding in. Right. If he's reversed, it means he's riding out. So Dr. Drew is there to stay. Um, this is definitely <laughs> a sign of a good relationship. Cups is a suit that rules okay, over... I feel better now. <laughs> Cups is a suit that rules over love, relationships, passion. So a good, good, solid relationship. Now, Dr. Drew definitely gives you a run for your money. Um, the King of Swords is a very powerful man in business. Yes. Um, definitely somebody who has a good head on their shoulders. Um, I get that this is a partnership um, and this is an equal relationship, but definitely sometimes he thinks he's the boss. 
Did that yeah. make any sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Until I tell him he's not. Until you tell him otherwise. Yes. Um, but the King of Swords, he's coming up he's as the actually, Knight of Cups. He's actually, yeah, he's super powerful. He he doesn't treat me like that. He is my knight in shining armor, and he takes that role, but he also has a very powerful place in the world, and and I have I, I'm aware of it, and I honor that, and I do think that for many years I didn't really think that, you know, I people would say, oh, you're so lucky to have Dr. Drew, and I was like, luck, this is not luck, having triplets is not lucky, okay, <laughs> I'm the one carrying this whole thing, and he's just, he's working, he's great and everything, but now, as I've reached another period in my life, I, I really honor everything that he does, and I respect that. Sure. Let's put it this way. Without him, I wouldn't be anything. Sure. And I know that. Mm-hmm. I know I would be something in my life, but it's just, it's just a completely different ballgame. Absolutely. Being a part of his life. Yep. So the King of Swords in your future, Dr. Drew's there to stay. You're both going to stay together. Oh, thank goodness. Um, now the High Priestess Hey, girls, card. did you hear that? Am I good? Loud and clear. <laughs> now the High Priestess card, um, this card is representing you. It's interesting that you are in the sort of uh, world that you are because you deal with a lot of people who are intuitive. The High Priestess card is the card of intuition. She's the card of following your inner instincts, following your inner bell. And you said yourself in the beginning, before we were recording, that you do not consider yourself clairvoyant. Um, everyone is clairvoyant to some extent. Um, so this card is saying, you're around these all these people in your life you know, that can tell you things that they shouldn't, shouldn't or couldn't know. You're clairvoyant yourself. Uh, you're around these people. I, I sometimes say that um, being psychic can be catchy. If you're around all these people, I notice that when I read around certain people, if they're very psychic, I'll start being really psychic. Don't you I feel that I'm sometimes? I think I'm intuitive. I've, mm-hmm. I think I've had intuition. I've had experiences where I could communicate with the dead at some point in my life when I was younger. I think I was a little bit more attuned to it as a child. But but I'm, I, I don't consider myself a psychic medium where I can actually see like what Khalees can see in the hallway at the Hawthorne Hotel. Like that is, that's a gift that's completely different. But I do know that we all have this sensitivity and mm-hmm. we can tap into of course. the spirit. Yep. Next card, which represents your environmental factors, um, Dr. Drew is very competitive. He's getting the king of the hill card. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you guys should see these cards. I'm going to take a picture and put it on my on my website because it's so funny. I can't believe you're pulling all these cards yeah. out. The seven of wands, um, again, this is eliminating competition. Um, not an unethical Yeah, way. we're going to get Dr. Phil out of here. Okay? <laughs> Just so you know. Um, Dr. Drew is definitely somebody who likes to be on top. Yes, he does. And definitely likes to eliminate competition through... No pun intended, but goodness. yes, he does. <laughs> 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 You read my mind. <laughs> you are clairvoyant. Um, so definitely not through having his product or his whatever it is is be the best of all. Um, he, well, he's very careful about everything that he does. He doesn't just do anything. Mm-hmm. He does things the right way. He does it the best he can. And he always, you know, he basically gets what he wants because he has a clear vision. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really interesting because not many people can do that. Of your inner emotions is the two of cups. Um, so definitely around this relationship, we call this the soulmate card. So this is two people who connect not only in the physical level, but also an emotional and a spiritual level. Um, I do not believe in people having one soulmate because it kind of sets yourself up for failure. And I think that's more Hollywood and Walt Disney. People have many people that they can be drawn to in many different Oh yeah, I got like 10 other guys on the side. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but this card is your inner emotions. 
in some ways your your inner emotions your inner psyche is definitely very very strongly connected it to is dr phil and we are kind of soulmates we know we've, yes. we've exactly. learned that over the years it's kind of weird the universe it's weird because like you, you could have i could be totally single right now and getting these cards and i don't even know how you would read them you know it's i mean if you think about it i mean i'm famous for being married in hollywood as long as i've been married like mm -hmm. we've been married for 25 years we've been dating we've been together for 32 years and we're still together i mean till death do us part mm -hmm. now this card is kind of a scary looking card but you did pull it reversed um, reverse means upside down and the oh i'm in bondage <laughs> <laughs> it's a lady all tied up next to some swords. So the Eight of Swords, um, this is definitely, as Susan described, a lady who is bound and she's blindfolded. So what this card is saying is, yes, you have a lot of admiration and a lot of love and a lot of um, respect and, uh, for your husband. You do not want to be this woman. You have talents of your own. You're a fabulous person and yourself. You do not want to live in somebody else's shadow. Um, not that you're doing that, I'm not accusing you of anything, but just keep that in mind because you yourself are a fabulous individual and you don't want to be in anyone's shadow. There definitely is a sense here that this card is reversed, so it's saying that perhaps there was one time in your life where you were sort of in his shadow. Now you're definitely in the period you're like, I'm going to shine, it's my time. Not in a bad way, because not in a selfish Because it's upside way. down. Because it's upside down. Okay, and that makes sense to me completely because I gave up my career to have triplets and I you know I just graduated from college and then I was thinking about going to law school or doing something and I got way too busy I have I helped promote my husband to get him to where he is today I've been behind him 100% all the way and my kids helped them get through college and living with him the king can have its moments you know we it's like living with Mickey Mouse and but it I don't mind being in the backdrop but it this has been really fun being on the broadcast or promoting or doing the shows and and I plan on producing more podcasts for other people and helping them and Drew's going to be a part of that and we're we're developing you know our life together in the next the next half of our lifetime what this but card is also that's saying a really telling uh card for me and I I it doesn't scare me no it's actually good because it's reversed mm -hmm. it's saying that now is the time for he's shown he's been the shining star it's your time to shine as well. It all makes sense. It all comes together. And I don't know how I picked these cards, but um, it it is a telling story of my life. And it's interesting. It's the really one thing I can say is that I've been doing this for 37 years and the cards never lie. And the cards themselves are magic. Um, they just fall the way they need to fall. You choose the ones that you need to choose. And they tell a story. And a psychic is as much a storyteller, able to interpret symbols in a meaningful way as they are a clairvoyant and able to get psychic messages. So between the two of them, it's a very powerful mix. And it allows us to very accurately predict the trends that are moving forward in people's lives. I was really questioning the difference between a clairvoyant and a witch and how a witch can look at this and give constructive help and and advice to people that come in you know just based on looking at cards or whatever you're sort of like a therapist but what else do you use like where do you draw your information that's an interesting question um, I did have a great aunt um, who was a spiritualist medium here in Salem um, her name was Nellie Marquis and she was probably one of the most psychic people in our family and this is actually her crystal ball it's over a hundred years old oh it's beautiful and she was very attached to me as a child and she kind of took me under her wing and when she died um, 
I got the sense, I was around 10 when she died, that she became my spirit guide. So when I get information, which I kind of feel coming through the back of my head and I just blurt it out, it's usually from her. Um, okay. I consider her my control, as they say in, in spiritualism, or my spirit guide. Um, so that's where the information that's not connected to the cards comes from. The difference between a witch and a psychic is that a witch has a very uh, clear concept that the future is malleable, the future is changeable. We are not servants or slaves to fate. We can change the future. So we're the type of people that if a card comes up reversed, we'll say, well, this is how you can fix that. We'll turn the card around and we've changed the future. Okay. People will come to us and they'll have a situation in their life. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I just turned the heart, the one with the daggers in it. Um, people over. will come to us and um, they'll have problems, they'll have issues, and we'll give them solutions on the magic that they can do, the spells they can cast, because anyone can do magic. You don't have to be a witch. We give them the things that they can do personally in their own lives, like simply neutralizing somebody by putting them under salt, taking their picture if they're being negative, putting their picture under salt, pouring the salt over it, saying you are completely neutralized. If they're hot and they're angry, put them in the freezer. That'll cool them down. Um, so <laughs> very simple things like that. We give them information. Um, Interesting. How to, how to solve issues in their lives magically okay uh, but which is we definitely believe that the future is under our control and under our power the very word which means to bend or to shape so we are the benders we are the shapers we are the people that can manipulate the future to allow it to be better and bring more love and peace to the whole world that makes sense that sounds like my husband's job <laughs> well maybe he's a warlock or a witch <laughs> That's interesting. So we can turn that card around. There you can go. Can we? Okay. If I look at it in the eye, straight in the <laughs> eye, it'll it'll change. No, I, I look at this as the all the hard work and training and information that I gave my children and the, the rough winds and the, you know, the ups and the downs of child rearing and having, you know, it was it so was a lot of work. you're doing it yourself. You're interpreting the card through no, your No, I know. And I, I feel that. I feel like I have three great amazing kids that love me dearly but you always you always wonder how that's gonna be for the rest of your life like if your kids are gonna be okay you know mm -hmm. there's a saying you're only as happy as your most unhappy child that's true and the, the the pain that you feel in your heart when you're worried about a child it just goes beyond and it transcends any other feeling Absolutely. so that that's the feeling I get from that card and it was funny because it came right after the three of what is this one ones anything in threes symbolizes of course your three children my children my yeah. triplets so yeah this is great I'm going to take a picture of this and Cleese do you have anything you want to say I just thought that was really awesome and really fun knowing Susan and knowing Nicholas and knowing that they don't know each other I'm very impressed and also ask him really quick if he knows okay. any stories about the Hawthorne Hotel what can you tell us about the Hawthorne Hotel or the people that have been seen there I have a very general knowledge of it um, my family uh, has been in Salem for quite some time over 200 years um, but what I do know is that it's haunted I do know that there's one room that people have heard uh, the toilet flush, the water go on. I don't remember the name of the room, uh, but th I believe there's three spirits that have been seen there. One of them is in a hallway downstairs, I believe. Um, that's all I really know. I'm not an expert on it. If anybody wanted to come and, and meet you here in Salem, you're here on a regular basis. Is there anywhere else some people can find you? Uh, yes, I do work at Omen here in Salem on the weekends. And during the week, I work down the street at um, Lorelei's shop, which is called Crowhaven Corner. Uh, I work there during the week. 
And are you available on like Twitter or on Instagram or? Um, on I am Facebook? on Facebook, and um, I also do phone readings on Keen.com under the name Nicholas Hawthorne. Okay, well that's where we're going to check you out in the future, and I so appreciate this time. It was a pleasure to meet you, Susan. You too. All right, and we'll be back. You're listening to Calling Out with Susan Pinsky. Just had an amazing dinner with Kali Simone, and we have this adorable waiter that made a friendship with us. He had some interesting uh, comments about paranormal experiences. And Khalees was interested in giving him a psychic reading. So we have Matt Hello. here from the Hawthorne Hotel. And he's, you know, we just thought it'd be kind of fun to have some random per- person get a reading today. Do you, have you ever had a psychic reading before? I have not. No? Nope. And, um, you have interest in the history of this hotel being kind of haunted and you guys can get to get know each other and then we'll see where it goes. Okay. Hi Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. It's really nice to meet you. Nice um, to meet you as well. Thanks for being excited about doing a reading. Um, so you've never had a reading before, this is your first time? This is my first. Okay, there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. Basically all I'm going to do is just tune in and see what comes through. Um, if you can relate to what I'm saying, say yes. If you're not sure, just say I'm not sure. Some of it might make sense later on. Some of it might make sense straight away. So I always ask people to just kind of let it sit for a while and see where it all fits in. Okay. okay. Um, are you okay to talk to people in the spirit world if someone comes through from the spirit world? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have a problem with that. Okay. Because as soon as I tuned in, I, I felt a man put a hand on my left shoulder and it feels like he's got a, a pretty big barrel kind of chest. So I don't know if he had a bit of weight before he passed. He feels like he's connected to your father's side of the family. And I feel like I've got pressure in my chest. So I don't know if he had high blood pressure or a heart issue. But I just feel like I'm suddenly a big man and I've got big chest. And possibly balding or really, really short hair. Would you understand who this might be? Yeah. Would you also understand that he wasn't like six foot tall, but he was he was tall, but not like really, really tall? Yes. Okay. I also feel that he passed when he was younger. Would you understand that? Like not old, old when he passed. Yes. Okay. Um, I also feel like this man's very friendly and he's got a bit of a sense of humor because he's kind of giggling at the same time. He's trying to be intimidating and he's trying to be like, hey, I'm here. But I know that really he's he's funny, if that makes sense. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Now, let me just see, see here. He keeps tapping his feet i don't know if he wore work boots or did something with his boots but i feel like he's got these bigger shoes on would you understand why he's wearing boots and yes okay all right thank you and um i feel like he's calling out to someone like his wife or but i feel like he's saying ma or mary or something with an ma in it would would you understand who that might be Yes. Oh, really? Wow, this is interesting. <laughs> okay, because I, I feel like he's saying, hey, Ma, come come and look at this. Like, come check this out. Isn't this neat? Look at this guy over here. Um, um, I also feel like he was pretty healthy, but he was not prepared to pass. So would that make sense to you that he was not prepared to pass? So it might have been suddenly, it might have been out of the blue, but something where we would have been surprised. Yep. Okay. And I also feel like his diet or his lifestyle was part of this issue. Would you understand that? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, are you okay right now? No, I mean, I'm fine. It's just 
Is this a surprise for you? Yeah. Okay. See, this is this is where it gets fun for me because people that haven't had a reading before don't really know what to expect. And I don't know what to expect either. To be honest, when I tune into someone, I never know if I'm going to get a spirit or if I'm going to get a message or maybe nothing at all. But, you know, this man had these big, strong hands and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I'm here, let's let's go. You know, he kind of, he's ready for this. So I'm going to ask him why he stepped forward and what he wants to say to you today. Um, I do feel that he's chewing on something. So I don't know if he had chewing tobacco or was chewing or if he's just getting nervous, but I just feel like he's chewing. Okay. And I, you know, and I feel like I'm getting ready to say something. So let me just tune in here and ask him. Ooh, all right. He's talking about school and studying. Do you understand that you have an ability to be an artist? Uh, as I was younger, he wanted me to be an architecture and, you know, okay. I kind of moved along that way and, you know, he was there for me, so... Okay, I feel like there's something artistic that he wants you to pursue, but his main message for you is to just move into it and just move on because he's given me the impression that you were doing something with school or doing something with studying and then it got put on hold and he's asking you to step back into it and just kind of push yourself along and he's showing me you jumping on um, and it's funny that I see this because this is just so out of context, but like there's horses and a cart and you're jumping on the back of a cart and the horses are taking you and you're just holding on. So it's almost like once the wheels are in motion, there'll be no stopping you, but you've just got to get on that cart. So maybe sign up for school and just get back into what you were doing and finish it. Would I be correct in saying there's a degree that's been put on hold? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes okay because I, I feel that what he's asking is to step back into the game and just finish it off okay okay he he's also saying that you've got a good social life and there's a, there's a big strong support network around you but he says i want you to be proud of yourself and i want you to be happy with yourself so no more waiting around can we please get back on track he's also acknowledging a woman around you so i don't know if you have a sister or a friend that's like a sister but would you understand who that might be um my girlfriend's just about the only person that you know girlfriend like okay let me see I feel that she's going to support you no matter what. And I feel that she's already making you feel like the big man just being around her. Um, and she, you, okay, can I be really frank with you here? You guys, <laughs> you guys need to be careful because there's the energy of a baby around her. And I don't know if this has already happened or this is something that's about to happen. But if that's not the plan... Don't make that the plan. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So just... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Khalees is in the house. Okay. Family Planning Clinic 101. Um, so if this is not the plan, keep that not the plan because I just feel like that energy is around. And it's almost like it could happen really quickly. So you better have all your ducks in a row because if that happens, someone's going to need to support the family. You understand? Okay. Um, he started coughing now. Would you understand a connection to smoking with him or someone on that side of the family? Yes. Okay. And um, he's saying that you're doing things with your life and with your health that kind of follow in those footsteps. And he's he's giving you a bit of a pat on the head. and But like in a... Um, I wouldn't say it's in a approval way. It's kind of in a like, well, you better watch out kind of way. And he's saying that you're, you're, you're taking after him and to just be careful. And he says, know your worth. Okay. okay. Know your worth. Know that you only get one body. And this is the lifetime to make the most of it. And he does show me that you run or jog or do something where you're getting fresh air in. But that the two of these things combine. You're a smoker, correct? Or you've smoked cigarettes? I okay. have recently not. Not anymore. I, I recently quit. Oh, congratulations. Yep. Because I feel like what he's saying is that, you know, you're doing good things, but then you're also doing rough things as well. So just to be careful with that. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> he also says there's no more worrying about your mother as well, that she's taken care of and she's okay. 
Okay. Okay. So not to worry about her. She will be okay. So I don't know if you've been thinking about her or looking after her, but she's going to be fine. Okay. Finally, I want to mention that he's showing me what looks like a family crest and it's got a cross on it. So I don't know if there's a family crest around you in your family, but he's acknowledging the family crest and he says we stick together like brothers. Okay. Okay. Mm. And I feel there's something in the blood. So I don't know if you have a Scottish connection or an Irish connection, but he's just showing me very thick blood in the family. Um, and that it's almost like you're, you really are one of us, even though you feel like you're an outcast or different from the rest. He says, no, 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 you're one of us. Okay. And he wants to keep you in the family in that way. Right. Okay. That's crazy. He yeah. told me that. Okay, all right. He told me that I, we, we could go on for hours here. Khalees is on a roll. She, he told me that he was going to Salem State and that his uncle died. And this is your uncle, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And he must have died from a smoking-related disease. Um, well, yeah, he was smoking, and then um, he was doing, you know, some drugs, and, you know, he stopped, and he quit. And a week later, he was helping his friend move out, and his heart couldn't handle him being healthy. And he had a heart attack. And he could have been saved, but he was in a bad area, so that you know, ambulance took a very long time to get oh. to him. But yeah. So he was young. He wasn't. He was young. He was my dad's brother. Oh. He is. Uh, I think he was 35. And the Marie is my grandmother, Maria Ray, and she is also very spiritual. She is in the witchcraft. You know, she's she's done readings and she's gone to California, and she said she sat down in the hut and she got her cleanse. <coughs> so she you would understand why I saw a pentagram around them now because that would be yeah. in relation to her witchcraft yep. I didn't feel it was necessary to mention it but now I'm kicking myself because I always know that whatever you see you have to mention yep. Okay. so do you believe that, that uh, Khalees may have seen a spirit on the 6th floor <laughs> um, if you know things are so true as if she's going to come here and you know the boots were you know he was you know a very hard working man he didn't he didn't drive, he didn't, didn't have a car, he never got a license. He was always on foot. He bought me my first pair of boots, wow. bought me a very nice pair of Jordans. And, you know, he, would, he had this thing, you know, where he wasn't like, he was very smart. But, you know, you know him being younger, you know. I, I try to talk to him all the time, let him know that, you know, I'm thinking of Uncle Dave, you know, and stuff like that. So I saw some references to you playing a sport. I thought it might have been football. Do you know what that was in relation to? Well, you know, my dad and... My dad's brother, before he passed, you know, they were very supportive and had me playing baseball, basketball, and football my whole life, uh, okay. all year round, all the way through high school, until I went to college in Iowa for baseball and committed full ride. And, you know, I was supposed to be proceeding on to the MLB, and then, you know, one thing turned to another and, you know, got in the way of school and, you know, kind of put me on academic suspension. And, you know, she kind of got that right off the way. and. I talked to Uncle David and let him know, you know, trying to get back into it. You know, my mom's helping me out and my grandmother all helped me out with, you know, payments and stuff like that. So working on everything and uh, the sports part, you know, my Uncle David was very good at basketball along with my father. He wasn't too tall, but he could, you know, dunk the basketball. He could jump out of the roof. My he had dad, strong hands, right? My, I saw yeah. these big, strong hands. My dad couldn't jump, but uh, I got my jumping ability from my uncle David he used to train me in basketball I used to my dad and my dad had a pickup truck so I used to put the tailgate down and I used to jump on the back of the tailgate and he used to get me going for jumping and I used to do stuff like that and he bought me my shoes and so that's the jumping into the cart 
that you the reference that I saw was you jumping onto the back of the car. That's that was you jumping into the back of the pickup. That was me jumping onto the back of the pickup. Wow. And uh fancy that. His boot stomping was when he bought me my first pair of boots and uh the basketball shoes were for basketball. And do you understand that he had a bit of a sense of humor as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's his Uncle David, you know. He had a you know, funny funny grin to him, but it was a sensitive grin, you know, he meant well. Yeah. Wasn't always on his best behavior, but <laughs> never in, you know, anybody's harm. Everybody loved him. So. Oh, yeah. wow. And I just, I know that we've, we've already established how he passed, but I just keep getting an image of him, one hand on the wall and the other hand gripping his chest. So I do feel that he was in a bit of pain, but I feel that he chose to let go. I also feel it's important to mention that it was in his contract to have the certain amount of time that he had while he was here, that that was prearranged and and pre-agreed you know that he doesn't feel like he missed out he's he feels like he's where he needs to be right now yeah and he uh, said he's happy to help you learn from the spirit world going forward well thank you very much i know my grandmother gets in contact with him quite often you know she sends he sends her signs you know feathers and stuff will she rides on the train from boston and you know something will fall in her lap and you know she talks to him all the time and spiritually and you know everything like that and she tells me that he says hello all the time so it's good to talk to you uncle david awesome that's amazing all right thank you yeah that's awesome he's also showing me fireworks around you so i don't know if there's a big event coming up or a celebration but he wants to acknowledge that too and he's just saying thank you for the opportunity to connect you know i will be with you this year all right thank you very much this year and throughout okay so i'll leave that with you all right thank you thanks matt no problem there we go uh, Khalees, thank you so much. It's so wonderful. We we need to know where we can find you. Absolutely. On social media, at Khalees Simone, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you need to spell it, it's C-A-L-I-S-E-S-I-M-O-N-E. So KhaleesSimone.com is the website. I have a workshop coming up in New York, Introduction to Psychic Development, on November 21st and 22nd. So all you budding psychics that have questions and want to find out how it works, you want to do a weekend crash course it's limited space limited seating i really like to emphasize one-on-one teaching and mentoring so you can jump on my website to have a look or go to psychic.ptix.com p-e-a-t-i-x psychic.ptix.com thanks and i want to remind everybody if you subscribe on itunes you will get the calling out with susan pinsky podcast immediately as soon as it's launched into the universe You can find me, Susan Pinsky, at First Lady of Love on Twitter, or go to our webpage, callingoutwithsusanpinsky.com, for a link to all the podcasts and the cast of Clairvoyance. A special thanks goes out to Christian Day and all the witches in Salem. Extra music today, courtesy of none other than DJ Flo. Flow, let's go. Yeah, if you can't give.